Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarong, and Wiradjuri woman, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wiradjuri country every Monday from midday to 1pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. I would, of course, like to take a moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the first peoples of the land in which I'm joining from and pay my respects to elders, past, present, emerging and future. I would also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening in right now. Sovereignty has never ceded and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. My name is Vanessa Morris and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarong and Wiradjuri woman and this is Banksia, a show which is all about First Nations music, arts and culture. And on today's show, I'll be sharing a recent conversation I had with artistic director of Bangara, Francis Rings, who is a descendant of the Wurundjeri and Murning tribes from the west coast of South Australia. And we talk all about the production, Yordia which has been travelling around the country a little bit and will be here in Nam at the Arts Centre from the 27th of September to the 7th of October. And Yodia is the first production as the artistic director of Bangara for Francis and it's a quite a personal one for them and is a ceremonial affirmation of history and heritage which awakens the earth and sky worlds to tell the story of the Anangu people of the great Victorian desert and it's based in a place called Yudjil Kapi which is the traditional name for a permanent clay pan waterhole surrounded by sand dunes and situated on the traditional lands of the Kukatha people. So looking forward to sharing that conversation and the reflections of Francis. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. I'm now incredibly excited and honoured to be joined by Bangara Artistic Director Francis Rings to talk all about the production Yodia and Francis is a descendant of the Murning and Moringu tribes from the west coast of South Australia. Firstly, Francis, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to Banksia. Thanks, Vanessa. Great to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. And as mentioned, so we're here to talk about Yodia, which is the Bangara production that's been travelling around the country a little bit so far and we'll be here in um, at the Art Centre from the 27th of September to the 7th of October. Um, super exciting. Yeah, how does it feel to have this production out and about now and engaging with different audiences? It feels really great. It's it's an important story and, uh, you know, um, Bangara has been telling, you know, First Nations stories for over 33 years now mm-hmm. um, and... 
working with communities, with cultural consultants to ensure that, you know, these stories um, are being told and that, you know, we're doing our role and using our platform to truth tell and to also, you know, really give people insight into the experiences of Indigenous people, our history and our perspective and, you know, really promote a better understanding of who we are. Yeah, Bangara's been yeah doing this for a long time now, as you're mentioning, over 33 years. And yeah, with this production, Yuldia as well. So it tells a really important story. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. It's the traditional name for the site is called Yuldul Gubbi. Mm. And Yuldul Gubbi is one of the most important Aboriginal sites in Australia. It's a site of permanent water and it's an ancestral water soak mm. and uh, it's widely renowned as the epicentre of cultural life. It was a vibrant, sophisticated centre of trade, of ceremony, of kinship, of law and also a site of 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 our greatest, you know, um, resource that desert tribes use to survive, and that is water. So, um, you know, this water is uh, is important to sustain desert life, but also it was important for the industrialization of our nation and the construction of the transcontinental railway line. Mm-hmm. And in 1917. Uh, was uh, the completion of the railway line. Within 20 years of it being completed, all water from that ancestral soak had been exhausted. Mm. Uh, You know, the work really centres around these um, events that have impacted on the site and on the displacement of people from the site. Um, It was also a site that was uh, frequented by, it sustained, you know, the life of the railway workers, of of tribes that were moving south who were mobile because there was a a big drought on, one of the worst in our history at the time. Um, There were uh, missionaries that were there, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, self-appointed anthropologist Daisy Bates, Mm -hmm. who some of your listeners may be aware of. And also you can't tell the story of this site without also um, talking about the impact and the devastating consequences of atomic testing from the Maralinga um, site. And, you know, that was really the final act of displacement for mob that had lived on that country and, and you know, for the water soak that had sustained cultural life for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like yeah, a site where a lot of things have happened, not only First Nations people being based there, but then the impacts of colonisation following that. Um, in terms of this story, how did that come about, the decision to develop this production around it? So... Uh you know, this has been um, my my family's from uh, from the far west coast region. I was um, born in Adelaide and brought up in a little town called Port Augusta. Mm-hmm. My father worked on the railways, so my earliest memories of of you know my life was going out to some of those railway camps and. I was baptised by the railway priest and, you know, my parents, you know, travelled extensively um, throughout, you know, those um, those railway sites for, for work. Uh, but it was really, um, I wanted to, for my first work as artistic director with Bangara to tell a story that was from... Um, from my family's home um, and also from an area that, you know, I'm really proud of. My, my mm. grandmother 
um, frequented Yildia. Uh, she had met Daisy Bates. Mm. My mother was born at a rock hole nearby uh, called Pridingo Rock Hole, um, which is very close to Uldia. So, you know, I feel like these stories have been orbiting around me my whole life. And it was really important that um, I start off my leadership um, as artistic director with, with Bangara um, telling a story from home. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, I've just been telling so many other mob stories for years and I just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, it was a gift back to my community. But, yeah, it's, you know, these stories, I mean, it's always our hope and our intention as First Nations people that our stories are out there in the public consciousness, that kids are learning about our history in school, Mm -hmm. but quite often the case that's not, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. History has always been important to me, Mm -hmm. you know, my own search for identity and my love of the arts and dance Mm -hmm. and storytelling and choreography. It really has brought those two passions together. And I use my platform to be able to educate, give insight, promote understanding and really to kind of, you know, tell it from a black perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, that our stories and decisions that were made um, were at a consequence to Indigenous people. And, you know, mobs are still, they're still healing. Mm -hmm. But when we tell our stories, we centre it in the now. It's Mm -hmm. not about the past, but it's about saying, hey, you know, these stories that... um, that nobody knows about, Mm-mm. when we tell them and we share them and you fellas, you understand who we are, mm-hmm. maybe that makes you think twice. Maybe that'll make you think about decisions in the future and about the implications of those decisions and the consequences of that because it does have a, you know lasting effects and, um, you know, we're still healing from that. Um, but... You know, there's a deep sense of community, of respect, of optimism and hope. Mm -mm. And I think blackfellas are so strong. Mm. We know how to survive, adapt, Mm. and we're bloody resilient. Mm -mm. Yeah, really resilient and strong. And hearing you talk about Yuldia, the production, which is the first one in your leadership role as artistic director at Bangar and something that's quite personal to you and then using this platform to raise awareness around the experiences of people in that area but then, yeah, educating people, which is quite powerful. Um, In terms of, yeah, since Yuldia, so you performed it more recently in Adelaide. Um, That's right, Yeah, how's it been, I guess, having this now open and sharing it with people and seeing that kind of response? The response has been incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just had... um, we performed at Ganayurta and we had a big mob. We bussed and flew in mob from Yalata, Aboriginal community. They were really instrumental and mm-hmm. we only had this work. This work is only possible because we worked with them mm-hmm. and with cultural consultants who have guided the work. And that's a really important part of what we do is that we don't just say, hey, I'm inspired by this work, so I'm just going to go off and do it. But it's about, you know, I'm inspired by this work. Is this work the right work? Does it want to be told? Mm -mm. Can I get permission to tell this story? So this is a creative and cultural life cycle or our process to how we create a work. 
We go back to community, ask permission, Mm -hmm. explain who we are, what our intentions are, about how we tell our stories through dance and through contemporary. If we can, we bring them to see a Bangara show so that they have a better idea of what it is, you know, when story gets translated into a theatrical production. Mm. Um, And then, you know, once that permission's been given, then we bring, we do all of our research on country, we take our dancers and our creatives on country. So we all have this immersion. We all hear from the source, from the Mm. elders and from those who had the lived experience of being out there or those that have inherited it and carried that forward and are keeping the stories of their elders alive. Mm. That's really important to have that the seed of truth-telling come from them. Mm. So, you know, we're not making up our own interpretation, but it's always going, it's always, you know, going back to the source to make sure that that authenticity is there, that that energy of country, that distinctiveness of that story is embedded in the work. So um, it's, you know, overall, it's about two years, the process, Mm -hmm. Um, many cups of teas, lots of sitting on country. We know when we go to country, we're like six-year-old children, you know, you sit and you hear and you you just stop quiet and you observe and you just listen and, you know, you're guided and you're taken on this journey and you build a relationship with the community from the ground up and you walk with them right to the end. And the last part to that process is taking the whole story, the production, back to country and doing mm. it for the community Mm-mm. and gifting it back to them. And we do workshops with the schools. Um, we'll do some outreach, but we're in, you know, in residence in the community for a week. So we'll take it back to Sejuna, which is... Um, I guess the largest regional town closest mm-hmm. to that far west coast area and there's many communities around that and oh, we'll be yeah. bringing busloads of, of mob in to see the show. So it'll be really special and, mm-hmm. you know, it's terrifying when you perform in front of mob. That's their story. Mm-hmm. They're going to always look at it, you know, through different eyes because they have lived and stood, you know, in that experience and breathed it and carry it and... You know, you want to know that you've done it respectfully, in the right way and in collaboration with community. And, you know, to get that final kind of endorsement, like, you know, yep, you've done the right thing. It's all good. But yeah. 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 Quite special to yeah be on country and yeah. hear from the elders and connecting with community yeah. in the development of mm-hmm. this production, Yuldia, and then, yeah, taking it back to country and yeah, having people coming in, engaging, and yeah, seeing the I guess outcomes of that as well. Um, yeah, which will be quite special. And yeah, obviously this is a bit of a process of Bangaras as well, with telling stories from different communities and really engaging and yeah, following cultural protocol and yeah, doing it appropriately, um, which mm. is quite. Special, but then you're yeah, kind of sharing those stories in other parts of the country as well. Um, That's right, yeah. Like, as we were mentioning, so, yeah, it's been up at the Sydney Opera House um, in June or ju- in July? Uh, yeah, we opened in June, actually. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a big season. We It was like a six-week season. Yeah. Um, and then we took it to, to uh, Ngunnawal country, Canberra, yeah. um, and then to uh, Ghana Yurta, and we take it up to Mianjin, and then we'll bring it back to Nam. So, yeah, we're just um, – it's a big tour, mm-hmm. um, but it's the responses have been really great, really strong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I think when you try to, you know, do a work that's based on, you know, country, but also the impact of colonisation and people and and their memories of country and, you know, it's there's trauma, there's light mm-hmm. and shadow mm-hmm. um, in telling those stories and you've got to find that balance mm-hmm. and, you know, doing it in our Bangara dance language, you find the you find a way in which to destru- describe those experiences where you can't find words for, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, through this powerful expression. Mm-mm. And I think that makes it probably even more powerful uh, because you're able to kind of also have a duty of care to giving hope and um, and that healing of how we kind of go forward. Because blackfellas, we always pick ourselves up. We always go forward. We always have a laugh at the end of the day. Mm-mm. We always come together as family. Mm. And, you know, that's something that we try to embed in in our productions is that medicine and that kind of um, we're tough and strong, we're proud, mm. and we, pr- we, we proudly stand, you know, and walk with our elders through... Uh, the light and shadow of their experiences, but mm-hmm. also join them in their journey of healing. Mm-hmm. And that's important now. We're, our country's gone through a lot of full-on conversations mm-hmm. at the moment. A lot of people are confused, but we have to remember that, you know, we're survivors mm-hmm. and however the rest of the year plays out, we go on and mm-hmm. we're strong mm-hmm. and we'll keep telling our stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, the work of Bangara and then also Yuldia as a journey of healing and, yeah, maybe confronting the traumas but then moving forward and really focusing on the strength of First Nations people as well. Yeah. As never giving up as survivors and that resilience. Absolutely, um, yeah. Which is quite powerful, Um in thinking about Yuldia and yeah with this production as well so I've also recently had Leon Rogers on the show and we spoke about their work as composer but then also some of the work that Electric Fields did in the composing or guest pit composers in this production um yeah can you tell us about that kind of process of working with them from your perspective? Yeah, uh, Leon Rogers is a Wurrumai man mm. and he um, he is a David Page Music Fellow from 2022. David Page mm. um, Music Fellowships is a fellowship that supports the emerging Indigenous composers coming through. So uh, he's, um, previous to this work, he'd done um, film work, done yeah. music for documentaries and films. Um and I really loved the music that he created. And, you know, there was this, you know, he's got a beautiful understanding of building in this tension and this drama. Um, and we had a really interesting experience because he's, he's, you know, a man of few words, mm. but we work so well together because he's just um, really open and generous and the way he takes feedback and, you know, this was his first theatrical production Mm -hmm. and he'd give me these drafts of music and it would be so dynamic and so rich and I'd say, Leon, it's incredible what Mm -hmm. you've created but the dancers, we have to give them something. We don't have to give everything away. Mm -hmm. Like 
how can we strip it back and then build it in? Mm-hmm. And because we're working with bodies and physicality and story and, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, it's better to kind of hold back and be more nuanced in, in you know, the way we want to um, tell the story, like build up the tension. And I said, when we do theatre, we've got to find the balance of that, how all those elements of from choreography to lighting, if everything was dramatic, if everything was full on, then you exhaust the audience in Mm -mm. the first 10 minutes and you've lost (laughs) them. I said, so let's kind of just strip it back. And and he was so good and we just worked out a way of like, like he'd know, he'd say, oh, I got a feeling that, you know, this one might be a bit full on and, you know, you want me to strip it back. And I'm like... I'm glad you know that because yes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's wonderful and you know I just think he's sensational and um, he's such a gifted young man and Mm-mm. composer um, and you know I'd, what do you say about electric fields? Mm-mm. They're just iconic yeah. and Michael and Zachariah are phenomenal. I love mm-hmm. how they just sit in their own space. You can't put them in any other kind of you know genre because they really kind of. And I've seen them in concert and I look at the audience and I go, I can't, you know, even pick, you know, what, um, you know, is an audience, what is an Electric Fields audience member because it's such a mix and Mm -hmm. it's just this celebration of energy, of language, of um, this um, soundscape that defines Indigenous experience in a new way, mm-hmm. you know, on a new on a new level, um, and I just think it's um, you know it's groundbreaking. But mm. yeah, I had first started having conversations with Zachariah and Michael in 2019, and you know it wasn't really I didn't really have an idea about a work, but I just said, you know, we were talking about doing something together, and didn't know what that would be, and. Then this came up and I thought, ah, oh, it needs to have this seed of anungu in, in the, the, um, the, I think the sconic, the, the sonic kind of um, representation of the music. Mm-hmm. So it just needed something that represented that desert mob. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, I wonder if they would be interested. And they were. Mm. And Leon was like, look, I'd love to collaborate with them. And, you know, so Leon did some and they collaborated on the end section and Electric Fields did the big, the opening section. Um, so, yeah, it kind of just all, you know, happened and um, structurally it worked. So, yeah, but it's the, the score is, is incredible. It's um it's powerful and strong and, you know, there's tension in there, there's beauty, there's um, there's spirit and it carries this incredible seed of, you know, of this this place of Uldil Gubbi. Yeah, it sounds quite special um, and you're hearing you talk about, yeah, the work of Leon and then also, yeah, Electric Fields, which I'm a massive fan of. I think they're quite powerful in what they do so I could imagine that yeah the work that they've done to help tell the story of Yildia will be quite mesmerizing for people to listen to in addition to watching the dancing on stage and yeah Bangara performances are always so beautiful in costume design and the lighting everything that goes into a Bangara 
performance. Um, yeah, how's that been, I guess, collaborating with people all across the board? I love collaborating. Mm-hmm. I um, love working with a team. Mm-hmm. I love us all investing and all bringing our perspective to um, to the work and finding that rich layer of, you know, how we balance it all and um, how we pull things back and other things lift. And But it's all about the story and making that shine. Yeah. Um, but what's really crucial to, um, to us collaborating is also have the role of the cultural consultants. And mm. we were able to work with Clem Laurie, um, Murning Man, and also with Maureen Mima Smart, mm. who um, is Yalata Elder and cultural consultant. And... Yeah, I call her mum. She's mm. related to me um, through my mother's line. Um, but, you know, we're really guided by them. Mm. You know, they were inspired um, by many different things, but they anchor it. Mm-hmm. They really um, help us to ground it in story, in in country and um, in those, you know, those experiences that um, and to bring that truth to it. And I think that, you know, um, it's a long process, but it's a rich process. It has mm. deep roots because it does, you know, it's always about is it, is this, you know, are we saying it the right way? Is it being, is it too much or, you know, you've got to find that right balance. And, mm. um, yeah, they've been so generous. And, you know, the Yalata Aboriginal community, they took us all in. And, um, yeah, it's, we don't, we can't make it work without mm. going through that process. Um, you can, you know, kind of make a work that's inspired by or you can make a work that's collaborated with mob Mm-mm. and you walk with them side by side and collaborate and it's so much more meaningful and mm-hmm. I think the audience and especially mob that come and see it, they can feel the difference and, mm-hmm. you know, they know, um, you know, a work that has that deep kind of, you know, cultural um, consultation and process that's been embedded in the work. Yeah, yeah, it's really important to the work of Bangara and yeah, that uh, deep cultural connection and consultation and conversations and collaborating with community sounds crucial to this work as well. And for those listening in as well, so I've been having a yarn with Bangara Artistic Director Francis Rings and we've been talking all about the Yuldia production which has been travelling a little bit around and it's going to be landing in Nam at the Arts Centre from the 27th of September to the 7th of October and it's their first uh, piece of work as artistic director at Bangara to which you have been involved in Bangara for quite a long time as well. How does it feel for you to be involved over such a long period of time with Bangara to now be in this role as artistic director and working on this production? Well I worked a long time and I worked very hard mm-hmm. to arrive at this point. Yeah. Um, I was a dancer with uh, with Bangara for 12 years. Uh, then I um, moved into choreography as resident choreographer. Um, it was really important to me to also um, have family, be a mother and you know I have two incredible sons who are um, 14 and 17 and a very supportive husband who you know just understands um, what I do uh, for my work and um, but you know this dance is like a companion that's been a part of my life since I was five years old and mm. I cannot imagine um, 
you know, not having it in my life. It was my, mm. you know, my first form of communication. And um, I am blessed every day to be able to be in this position um, and to support uh, the next upcoming creatives, choreographers through the work that I do mm. at Bangara and ensure that, you know, Bangara, you know, this incredible smoking coolerman of knowledge and relationships and um, with communities and cultural consultants and alumni over 33 years that Stephen Page has held this position and he's passed it to me, that that's cared for. That's mm -hmm. a big responsibility and a weight. Mm. But also, you know, how do we tell our stories into the future? Mm. What other forms can we access? What other collaborations can we do with theatre companies, with, you know, um, First Peoples from other other nations, mm -hmm. um, what global conversations can we have with them about colonisation and mm -hmm. about living a contemporary life today and how we preserve and maintain story and give voice to community? You know, um, I've got a million ideas, mm -hmm. but, you know, we've got programs, we've got a, a, um, also our, our beautiful um, first children's show that we've done called Waru, mm -hmm. and uh, that's coming to Nam as well. But um, but yeah, we've got lots. We've got a youth program, mm -hmm. rekindling, you know, youth program led by um, by director Sydney Saltner. Um, we've got a Russell Page dance graduate um, scholarship, the David Page Music Fellowship, you know, and we do lots of work in. Um, you know, traineeships for Indigenous creatives and um, Indigenous uh, production trainees coming through. Mm. It's not enough, but we mm. do our bit mm. and, you know, um, we're in for it for the mm. long haul and we have to set up our future. Mm. We have to ensure that, you know, when I hand this on, there's going to be, you know, all the trained practitioners, cultural leaders and um, creative artists that are going to be able to step into these shoes and be mentored and be confident to take it over, just like, you know, I had the privilege of with Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bangara does so much amazing work and, yeah, hearing you talk about that, but then also, yeah, it sounds like there could be more that could be done, but... I mean, it's never ending, I guess, in it terms is, of that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, Frances, it's been so amazing to have you join me today and have a conversation with me. And yeah, as I mentioned earlier as well, so I've been having a conversation with Frances Rings, who's the artistic director of Bangar, and we've been talking all about Yildia, but also about a bunch of things that Bangar has been working on. I'll put up more information to that on the Triple R website as it will be at the Arts Centre next month. Um, but yeah, Francis, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really amazing. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country each and every Monday from midday till 1pm. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au or follow Banksia on Instagram at Banksia RRR.